0: that one make any sense no don't use that one that one's terrible how about this one that one's even worse (laughs) yeah that one'll work all right enough of this crap let's try that again shall we opening take two Malaysia's invisible navy, slipping boobs and they may not be connected. Dangerous online shops and getting revenge on lying customers. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon show, happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday night here in Malaysia and we are uh we're still in the midst of very hot few days hotter than usual. Uh, I mean, it gets really hot like this now and then throughout the year. This is one of those thens, so uh, yeah, it's been going on for uh, for a while, a few days now. Uh, hopefully, the rain will come back and it'll uh, it'll give it a break. So anyway, uh, there we actually look at that a bot that admits it's a bot. <laughs> uh, Garubin bots. Well, thank you for being honest, Garubin bots over on Facebook. Uh, you know, uh, my audience is smart enough not to click on these stupid links these bots put up there, so enjoy yourself, knock yourself out, have a great time, I hope you make lots of money. Right now, though, it's time to do something really important, like update you on our favorite furry friend. And that would be this little lady right here. Cue the Miko intro. Anytime. Here we go. Look at this. Look (laughs) at this. All right, never mind. It just, boom, there you go. I don't know what's going on with this thing tonight. You know what? I'll tell you what it probably is. There was a Windows update a few hours ago. I made the mistake of updating. As always, thank you, Microsoft, you freaking morons. The moment you update anything, all of my software goes bonkers. All right. Yes, you're welcome. Oh, a bot that actually answers. (laughs) Okay, cool. Anyway, let's go over to this. Uh, No, that is not a picture of Miko. However, it is a picture of a Labradoodle that moved in next door. This, I've never seen a Labradoodle up close before. This dog is huge. This is one of the biggest dogs I have ever seen. It must be a Labrador crossed with a full-size poodle, which full-size poodles can be quite big. But this is Miko's new best friend. As you can see, there's a fence between our properties, and this Labradoodle has been hanging out. Miko's been putting her nose up against the fence, and they've been trying to play and stuff like that. But then the other night, last night, two nights ago, we're coming back from our walk, and this Labradoodle was going for her walk. So the two of them, Miko and the Labradoodle, actually got to meet face-to-face without a fence in between. Have you seen that video where the two dogs are snarling and growling and barking at each other like, and then the fence opens and all of a sudden the dogs are like, oh, hi, (laughs) and all peace comes to the land? This was the opposite of that. Miko and this Labradoodle have been going crazy having fun. And the minute they met in person, the Labradoodle was great. She was very calm, very passive, but huge. Miko looked like this tiny compared to this Labradoodle, and she was so scared. I felt so bad for her because she wanted to kind of interact, but the Labradoodle was just doing the Labradoodle thing and sniffing and wagging his tail. Everything was cool but miko was so afraid of this dog because it is huge it's it comes up to past my waist it's enormous and it just overwhelmed her so the meet in person without the fence in the way didn't go so well <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's, and it's a great dog too. Very friendly, very cool. And, uh, yeah, so it's been living next door now. Next door to uh, where I live is a homestay and, uh, the owner is a great guy and, um, he's very cautious about who he rents to. And, uh, for the most part, 99 out of a hundred, every one of his tenants have been really great. I know that's not often the case with homestays, but in this case, it absolutely is. We, in fact, we've made some dear friends. Uh, one fellow from Scotland who stayed here for uh, an extended stay. Uh, and uh, hopefully one day we'll be back because we became, we became fast friends. It was quite cool. All right. See you again, Garubin. Have fun on your bot quest. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Malaysia has a new navy, and you can't see it. It is the ultimate radar-avoiding navy it's invisible. This story came up this week. I I know, if you're not in Malaysia, maybe it doesn't matter to you, but then again, maybe it does. Either way, it's a fascinating story. Uh, The headline from Sinar Daily, Malaysia able to produce ships that vanish from radar? Now, this article has been rather badly translated from Bahasa Malaysia, so forgive some of the English here, but uh, the writer says, uh, as I read former Navy Chief Tansri Abdul Aziz Jafar's statement on the acquisition procedure of the construction project for the Royal Malaysian Navy, uh, literal combat ships. Uh, Faiz Ismail's like the stream. Hey, Faiz, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Anyway. Uh, You could feel his disappointment. As an end user, all his critics and uh, opinion said the project was allegedly not acknowledged and listened to not just by the defense minister, but all the way up to the leadership as well as the prime minister himself. There is one of our actual Navy ships, but not one that got delivered to us for six billion ringgit. Six billion ringgit. The disclosure made by Aziz contained reports from the Public Accounts Committee. Those are like the auditors. Uh, They were uh, presented last Thursday. Uh, That's a week ago, almost a week ago. It said the official letters were given to the defense minister, chief secretary, defense minister, uh, treasury department, chief secretary to the government, and to the prime minister. Forwarded at least 10 letters. A letter of unsatisfaction. Letters to inform of the Royal Malaysian Navy's stand to the Chief Secretary. Uh, The letters were all recorded, and we keep records to ensure they can be used as reference, you know, just in case. Anyway, the uh, PAC Director, Wong ka Wo reported the viability review done by the government towards the responsible company for the construction of the Royal Malaysian Navy's LCS failed to identify the company's financial issues normally money is not paid apparently until delivery however in this case some six billion ringgit malaysian was paid and so far the ships are invisible stfv new hello there over on twitch thanks thanks for popping in All right, it is extremely clear how, from top to bottom, no one cared to review, question, judge, or challenge any records or decisions made on the project. Taxpayers' money misused up to 6 billion ringgit, and not one ship has been successfully constructed. From all that money, a billion of it is unaccounted for how easy for taxpayers money to disappear just like that when in fact if we paid our taxes just a second late you and i would be in serious trouble uh yeah anyway the story is in our our show notes tonight check out the link if you want to read the whole article um <laughs> it says so much that it become a laughing stock on social media america had successfully created fighter jets undetected by radars like the what is it the B52 or something Uh, Malaysia is the only country that apparently can create ships that would completely vanish from the radar. Very concerning for the future of the integrity of this country because there's no more shame in the eyes of corruption than in the eyes of corruption and embezzlement. Scary stuff, folks. Read this article. The details are in our show notes tonight. It's pathetic. Seriously. I mean... You think somebody might not have noticed that there were a whole bunch of ships missing to the tune of about mm, 6 billion ringgit? Yeah. People tend to notice things like that. In a completely unrelated subject, people also tend to notice your boobs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I had to share this story. It's been on social media, and it was just, it popped out like yesterday. Oh, by the way, Mom, my mom's birthday was yesterday. Mary Sheldon over there in North Carolina in the U.S. uh, Look her up on social media. She's a great lady. She's my mom. Uh, She is the most wonderful woman on the planet, bar none. And uh, I got a call. Saturday night, Sunday morning, very early, like 2.30 in the morning, my phone starts ringing. And I'm like, Blo-lo-lo-lo. "I'm like, what the hell is that calling me at 2.30 in the morning? I'm asleep. I wake up, and through bleary eyes, I look at my phone, and it says, Mary Sheldon. I'm like, oh, no. I have to take this call. So I hit answer, and by the time I hit answer, she was gone. I... Quick got up, put a shirt on, and tried calling her back. She didn't answer. But anyway, Mom, happy birthday. And uh, she's like, she, this woman is like 87 years old. God bless her. Here's to 87 more. All right, let's move on. And <laughs> this is not related to you, Mom. But this story is from hype.my. It is in our show notes, and you really should check it out. You know these online shopping channels? They have hosts, sometimes celebrity hosts, sometimes not. Well, this particular host, or hostess as the case may be, did something unusual while she was hosting the TV segment selling her goodies. Hostess scares viewers during live stream when her breasts. Moved down. I'm not kidding. This is a picture of her. There's a better picture coming up. Uh, In recent years, selling and buying things online has become the norm. Of course, with the pandemic, everybody got to sell and order things online from food to everything else. Um, it opened up a whole new market for people. One of the ways people sell their goods is by live streaming, doing what we're doing right now. Across uh, Right now we're on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.com. But people will go on. They'll have a whole studio set up like me, but they will offer goods for sale, and they'll show them, and they'll be live. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> and boy do I know this, having spent a lifetime in radio and television, uh, no matter how well planned something may be, things go wrong. It's Murphy's Law on steroids, my friends. For instance, this live broadcaster had a rather strange incident happen with her chest. Needless to say, her accident left viewers bewildered, some even wondering if maybe it was a new trick to attract viewers. The photo of the incident went viral after someone uploaded a screenshot. Apparently, this rather pleasant-looking woman was hosting a broadcast in a tight blue shirt dress sort of thing. Nothing out of the ordinary. However, during the live broadcast, viewers started started to realize that her chest, specifically her breasts, started moving. (laughs) I'm not kidding. If you're listening to the podcast, you owe it to yourself to go check out the link in our show notes and read this article and check out the pictures. Netizens were dumbfounded as they watched them slide from her chest towards her stomach. Take a look at this. This picture here is how the broadcast started. This picture here is how it ended. (laughs) Look, I do this live show three nights a week, and there's, you know, the dogs are barking, Miko's yelling downstairs, things are going on, fireworks, thunder and lightning, whatever. The software screws up. Things happen. But so far... These have stayed in place pretty well. This is, you know, kudos to whoever this host is. They don't name her in the article. But she kept going. She didn't quit. She didn't give up. And she plowed right through it. Wherever her boobs may have wound up. But this is what viewers saw. (laughs) They were watching (laughs) Oh, man. Unfortunately, the incident was not explained. However, props go to the hostess, who keeps going, even though her boobs were sliding down. Uh, Well, if nothing else, we are sure she had her audience's full attention the whole time. And good on you for keeping your poop together there, because I'm not sure I would have been able to do the same. Then again, so far they haven't gone anywhere. Oh man, you gotta read the whole article. It's in our show notes. Check it out tonight. <laughs> the things they do online, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, my next story is pathetic and disgusting and absolutely serious and not funny in the least. This popped up on World of Buzz. The link is in our show notes. Some of the words in these headlines, even though they're scientific words, I'm not comfortable using them, so I'm not going to. You can read along if you want. Good stuff to be sold. Online shop found selling pictures of kids for 6,000 over ringgit. No kidding. This isn't funny. This is serious. And if somebody doesn't do something about this, then all is lost. Here's an actual picture of the ad. Online shopping platforms, websites, places you can shop for anything, from anywhere, and your only limit is your imagination. However, sometimes some sick individuals will post pedophilic material scrolling to find something to buy and you happen upon this crap. Uh, Narul recently took to her Twitter account to showcase an online shopping page which sold pictures of children to be used for sexual reasons. Take a look at this. Now, Somebody had to set up an account. Somebody had to confirm the account, verify likely with an email. I know you can make a fake email as quick as that. But between IP addresses or whatever, there has to be a way to track down this sick, disgusting, pathetic slime of the earth, whoever it is and give them a very long jail sentence. A very long jail sentence. This is beyond disgusting. The images of the children being sold for almost 7,000 ringgit was advertised as good stuff to be sold. In the preview of the product images, pictures of multiple children of different ages could be seen and the description of the product is truly disturbing. Sexual material to be sold. Vintage limited items used. Can private message to negotiate the price. Love, Miss, Ms. Puyi was written. I'm sure it's obviously not a real name. The images were capture, uh, categorized as personal pleasure under health and beauty. This is so sick. Had a shelf life of until dead. Now, this page, thankfully, has been taken down once it was reported. Someone shared what uh, you as a netizen can do when you stumble on these slimy bugs. You know, calling these people bugs is an insult to bugs. Thousands of new listings per day. I mean, these platforms can't keep up. Literally there are thousands per day of people making these listings. Um, the platform also doesn't have enough staff member to moderate things like this. When they are reported, when they're found, they're immediately taken down, thankfully. But the best thing you can do is simply block and report the seller as quickly as possible. Uh, We genuinely hope authorities take notice of this and appropriate action against the perpetrators. I hope so. There has to. There must be a way to track this scum of the earth down and put this person in jail forever. Because this is crap. And this has to stop. This is unbelievable. I told you it wasn't a pretty story, but it's worth sharing. And if you come across this sort of garbage Block the person and report it immediately. Unbelievable. All right. I got to lighten the mood a little bit here because those things really just piss me off. Um, (laughs) Are you a tree hugger? I know. I I have a couple friends who are absolute died in the world tree huggers. I found a tree you might not want to hug. It's called the sandbox tree. No, seriously. Take a look at this thing. This is the sandbox tree. Can I get this any... Yeah, here we go. Nope, only there. All right, you see this? These are spikes. Look at this. Here's a close-up. The sandbox tree, also known as the dynamite tree. This is the weirdest thing on Earth. It is covered in spikes which have poison inside. And it grows exploding fruits. I'm not kidding. The fruits look like little miniature pumpkins. And when they fully mature, they explode with a loud bang. And that flings their seeds up to 150 miles an hour unbelievable the dynamite tree how weird is that i there's a, there's a link in our show notes if you want to check out the close-up of the tree it's it's a just a it looks almost like a durian up close it's just full of spikes all over the tree they the, the spikes are poisonous i don't think it will kill you but it would probably put a good hurting on you but these fruits how weird is this the fruits mature, they look like little pumpkins, and when they get fully mature, they explode with a big bang and throw the seeds up to 150 miles an hour. That is, I mean, Mother Nature, huh? I'm telling you, <laughs> it's just the weirdest stuff. All right, I got one more to go here. We kind of end with good news, but this is a reverse good news. Usually it's the citizens, it's the common folks, it's the, the, you know, the good folks that we talk about. This is Bad common folks and good businesses. From uh, dailyfitnesstip.com, the link's in our show notes. Businesses clap back at lying reviewers. Customer service ain't for the faint of heart. Some customers will cheat, they'll lie, they'll steal like no tomorrow to get their way. The best part of it is when they blame you, the service provider, for their shortcomings. We've all heard the phrase, the customer is always right. I have never held to that belief. I do not believe that. The customer is absolutely not always right. Uh, The expectation to admit fault when nothing is wrong, all to just appease people, is becoming a thing of the past, and that's where it ought to be, dead and buried, because the customer isn't always right especially these days of everybody being offended by something or the other snowflake crap. If you've ever missed an opportunity to expose a customer for who they truly are, hopefully these will make you feel better. Take a look at some of these idiots who made complaints and how the businesses responded. This moron writes, I ordered a waffle to find a fingernail and a hair on my food. Obviously shocking customer service, as I was told I would have to wait an hour to get a fresh one. I asked for a refund, but never received one. Wouldn't send my worst enemy here. But here's the response from the owner. Our restaurant isn't open yet, so this is impossible. We open May 12th, just in case anyone thinks This is remotely true. (laughs) You see? You see? It's never easy to get called out for something you did. That happens when there are two possible routes to be taken. Option one, to acknowledge what you did and aim to do better. Option two, to use the others as a scapegoat. And if you're this guy, you can even publicize it. They have a problem with veterans, writes somebody. Veterans, you know, like veterans of war. This guy puts a one line review of the restaurant or whatever it is, this business says they have a problem with veterans. Well, here's the owner's reply I am a veteran and I own this business. I assure you, we do not. We have a problem with people like you who harass female employees of our business. It's not acceptable to make women feel unsafe and fearful at our business, and that is why you got kicked out. You need to address your predatory behavior and not try to lash out to businesses for identifying it. (laughs) Mr. Smith takes on Kyoto. When you have a specific craving, it's pretty likely you won't stop thinking about it till you've had it. For Rob Smith, that was Japanese food, but much to his dismay, the food didn't taste authentic enough for him. The Kyoto native chef was happy to dish out some much-needed sass to put Mr. Smith back in his place. Here's what Rob Smith wrote as a review. I really did not enjoy this Japanese restaurant at all. It was not authentic Japanese food. From the owner, hi Rob Smith, sorry to hear that from you. I am Japanese from Kyoto and have also been working as a Japanese chef for more than 12 years, but looks like you have the experience of Japanese cooking. Can you please share with us? I will learn from you for more authentic Japanese food. To make our ramen better. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, These go on and on. This is great. Sat at the bar with my friend tonight for an hour and she never got served. The bartender was rude. Here's what the owner wrote. Your friend was intoxicated to the point of falling down. She was cut off as it would have been illegal to serve her. If she needs help, seek help. And they put the link to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> these go on and on. There's a bunch of them there. Check them out in our show notes. A very cool article from uh, tip, uh, dot com. And uh, you can read there's a whole bunch of these uh, great slapbacks from businesses who got sick and tired of putting up with customers crap and they're lying reviews all right we are uh, live of course across Facebook youtube twitch.tv and rumble.com hello to our Rumble audience we love you guys uh, if you'd like to help support the show it's very inexpensive and it goes a long way to helping me defray the costs you go to patreon.com/j Sheldon the top link in our show notes. And you can help us out over there. Um, We do uh, three live broadcasts every week. And our live broadcast video stream, we take the audio out, and that's our podcast. And we put that up on all the podcast platforms. Just search for The Jay Sheldon Show. You will find it there. And uh, like, follow, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. That won't cost you a dime. It's absolutely free. Just click on that follow button or subscribe button, and, and off you go. It's free and it really, really helps us out a lot. And thank you for all those of you who do both to our podcast and our live stream, whatever platform you watch us on. But again, just a small ask, if you wouldn't mind, head over to our Patreon page and do what you can to help us out. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Jay Sheldon. Links in our show notes tonight. All right. Let's get back on to the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. If you're new to the show, we read books on this program, our last part of our show. And uh, we've been doing the uh, Sherlock Holmes adventures. Every chapter's a new adventure. We dig our way through until we get to the end and start another one. Uh, And once we're done with this book, we'll move on to something else. If you'd like to suggest a book, go to Gutenberg.org. That's where all of our books come from. They're all in the public domain. They're all free. And uh, you can check them out. Download them yourselves. Read along if you want. Find one there that we haven't done yet. Write us show at jsheldon.com is our email. Show at jsheldon.com. And you can send your suggestions along. I answer all my emails personally. And uh, in fact, Sherlock Holmes was suggested by one of our viewers, so thank you for that. All right, we're in the middle of this mystery here. Let's keep it going. Suddenly, without any preliminary sound, in the midst of the utter stillness, the door of my room swung slowly open. The woman standing in the aperture, the darkness of the hall behind her, the yellow light from my lamp beating upon her eager and beautiful face, I could see at a glance that she was sick with fear, and the sight sent a chill to my own heart. She held up one shaking finger to warn me to be silent, and she shot a few whispered words of broken English at me, her eyes glancing back like those of a frightened horse into the gloom behind her. I would go, said she, trying hard as it seemed to me to speak calmly. I would go. I should not stay here. There is no good for you to do. But, madam, said I, I have not yet done what I came for. I cannot possibly leave until I have seen the machine. It is not worth your time to wait, she went on. You can pass through the door, no one hinders. And then, seeing that I smiled and shook my head, she suddenly threw aside her constraint and made a step forward. "'with her hands wrung together. "'For the love of heaven,' she whispered, "'get away from here before it's too late.' "'But I am somewhat headstrong by nature, "'and the more eager and ready to engage in an affair "'when there is some obstacle in the way. "'I thought of my fifty-guinea fee, "'of my wearisome journey, "'and of the unpleasant night which seemed to be before me. "'Was it all to go for nothing?' "'Why should I slink away without having carried out my commission, "'and without the payment which was my due? "'The woman might, for all I knew, be a monomaniac. "'With a stout bearing, therefore, "'though her manner had shaken me more than I cared to confess, "'I still shook my head "'and declared my intention of remaining where I was. "'She was about to renew her entreaties "'when the door slammed overhead.' and the sound of several footsteps were heard upon the stairs. She listened for an instant, threw up her hands with a despairing gesture, and vanished just as suddenly and noiselessly as she had come. The newcomers were Colonel Lysander Stark, and a short, thick man with a chinchilla beard growing out of the creases of his double chin, who was introduced to me as Mr. Ferguson, this is my secretary and manager, said the colonel. By the way, I was under the impression that I left this door shut just now. I fear you might have felt the draft. Oh, on the contrary, said I. I opened the door myself because I felt the room to be a little close. He shot one of his suspicious looks at me. Perhaps we'd better proceed to business then, said he. Mr. Ferguson and I will take you up to see the machine. I'd better put my hat on, I suppose. Oh, no, it's in the house. What? You dig Fuller's earth in the house? No, no, this is only where we compress it. But never mind that. All we wish you to do is examine the machine and let us know what's wrong with it. We went upstairs together, the colonel first with his lamp, the fat manager, and I behind him. It was a labyrinth of an old house, with corridors, passages, narrow, winding staircases, and little low doors, the thresholds of which were hollowed out by the generations that had crossed them. There were no carpets, no sign of any furniture above the ground floor. While the plaster was peeling off the walls and the damp was breaking in through green, unhealthy blotches, I tried to put on as unconcerning an air as possible— but I had not forgotten the warnings of the lady. Even though I disregarded them, I kept a keen eye on my two companions. Ferguson appeared to be a morose, silent man. I could see from the little that he had said that he was at least a fellow countryman. Colonel Lysander Stark stopped before a low door, which he unlocked. Within was a small, square room in which the three of us could hardly get at one time. Ferguson remained outside, and the colonel ushered me in. We are now, said he, actually within the hydraulic press, and it would be a particularly unpleasant thing for us if anyone were to turn it on. The ceiling of this small chamber is really the end of the descending piston. "'and it comes down with the force of many tons upon this metal floor. "'There are small lateral columns of water outside which receive the force "'and which transmit and multiply it in the manner which is familiar to you. "'The machine goes readily enough, "'but there is some stiffness in the working of it, "'and it's lost a little of its force. "'Perhaps you'll have the goodness to look it over, "'show us how we can set it right.' "'I took the lamp from him. I examined the machine very thoroughly. "'It was indeed a gigantic one, capable of exercising enormous pressure. "'When I passed outside, however, and pressed down the levers which controlled it, "'I knew at once by the wishing sound there had been a slight leakage, "'which allowed a regurgitation of water through one of the side cylinders.' An examination showed that one of the rubber bands, which was round the head of a driving rod, had shrunk so as not to quite fill the socket along which it worked. This was clearly the cause of the power loss, and I pointed it out to my companions, who followed my remark very carefully and asked several practical questions so as to how they should proceed to set it right. And when I made it clear to them, I returned to the main chamber of the machine and took a good look at it to satisfy my own curiosity. It was obvious at a glance that the story of powerful of an engine would be designed for so inadequate a purpose. The walls were of wood, but the floor consisted of a large iron trough. And When I came to examine it, I could see a crust of metallic deposit all over it. "'I'd stooped and was scraping at this to see exactly what it was. "'Then I heard a muttered exclamation in German "'and saw the cadaverous face of the colonel looking down at me. "'What are you doing there?' he asked. "'I felt angry at having been tricked by so elaborate a story "'as that which had been told me. "'I was admiring your fuller's earth,' said I. I think that I should be better able to advise you as to your machine if I knew what the exact purpose was for which it was used. The instant I uttered those words, I regretted the rashness in my speech. His face set hard, and a baleful light sprang up in his gray eyes. "'Very well,' said he. You shall know all about the machine. He took a step backward, slammed the little door, and turned the key in the lock. I rushed towards it, pulled at the handle, but it was quite secure, and did not give in the least to my kicks and shoves. Hello, I yelled. Hello, Colonel, let me out. And all of a sudden, in the silence, I heard a sound which sent my heart into my mouth. It was the clank of the levers and the swish of the leaking cylinder. He had set the machine at work. The lamp still stood upon the floor where I'd placed it when examining the trough. By its light I saw the black ceiling was coming down upon me slowly, jerkily, but as none knew better than myself, with a force that must, within a minute, "'grind me to a shapeless pulp. "'I threw myself, screaming against the door, "'and dragged with my nails at the lock. "'I implored the colonel to let me out, "'but the remorseless clanking of the levers drowned out my cries. "'The ceiling was only a foot or two above my head, "'and with my hand upraised I could feel its hard, rough surfaces.' and then it flashed through my mind that the pain of my death would depend very much upon the position in which I met it. If I lay on my face, the weight would come upon my spine, and I shuddered to think of that dreadful snap. Easier the other way, perhaps. And yet, had I the nerve to lie and look up at the deadly black shadow wavering down upon me, already I was unable to stand erect when my eye caught something which brought a rush of hope back to my heart. I've said that through the floor and ceiling were of iron, the walls were of wood. As I gave a last hurried glance around, I saw a thin line of yellow light between the two boards, which broadened and broadened at a small panel which was pushed back. For an instant, I could hardly believe there was indeed a door which led away from death. The next instant I threw myself, half-fainting, upon the other side. The panel had closed again behind me, but the crash of the lamp, and a few moments afterward the clang of the two slabs of metal, told me how narrow had been my escape. I was recalled to myself by a frantic plucking at my wrist. I found myself lying upon the stone floor of a narrow corridor, while a woman bent over me and tugged at me with her left hand, while she held a candle in her right. It was the same good friend whose warning I had so foolishly rejected. "'Come, come,' she said breathlessly. "'They'll be here in a moment. They will see that you are not there. Oh, do not waste so precious time. Come!' This time, at least, I did not scorn her advice. I staggered to my feet and ran with her along the corridor down a winding stair. The ladder led to another broad passage, and just as we reached it, we heard the sound of running feet and the shouting of two voices, one answering the other from the floor on which we were and from the one underneath. My guide stopped and looked about her like, one who's at her wits' end, and she threw open a door which led into a bedroom, through the window of which the moon was shining brightly. It's your only chance, said she. It's high, but it may be that you can jump it. As she spoke, a light sprang into view at the further end of the passage. I saw the lean figure of Colonel Lysander Stark rushing forward with a lantern in one hand and a weapon like a butcher's cleaver in the other. I rushed across the bedroom, flung open the window, and looked out. How quiet and sweet and wholesome the garden looked in the moonlight. It could not be more than thirty feet down. I clambered out on the sill, but I hesitated to jump until I should have heard what passed between my savior and the ruffian who pursued me. If she were ill-used, than at any risks, I was determined to go back to her assistance. The thought had hardly flashed through my mind before he was at the door, pushing his way past her. But she threw her arms around him and tried to hold him back. "'Fritz! Fritz!' she cried in English. "'Remember your promise after the last time. "'You said it should not be again. "'He will be silent. Oh, he will be silent!' You are mad, Elise, he shouted, struggling to break free from her. You will be the ruin of us. He's seen too much. Let me pass, I say. He dashed her to one side and rushed to the window, cut at me with his heavy weapon. I had let myself go and was hanging by the hands to the sill when his blow fell. I was conscious of a dull pain, My grip loosened, and I fell to the garden below. Whoa. All right. That's where we're going to cut it off for tonight. Good spot to drop, I think. And we will continue with this story coming up on Saturday night on our live stream. (laughs) Wow. Well, now we know how he lost his thumb. (laughs) All right, folks, thanks so much for uh, checking us out and following along tonight. We appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. And if you are so inclined to really appreciate the help, go to patreon.com slash Jay Sheldon. Top link in our show notes tonight in our description. And uh, you can help us out over there. We appreciate it. All right. I will see you again Saturday night. That's the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. (laughs)